Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm really excited about today's guest, Anna Nelson. She helps entrepreneurs get focused and aligned in their businesses. And so I'm always excited about conversations with entrepreneurs. We're going to talk about strengths based entrepreneur, profits within entrepreneur's edge, and so much more. So Anna, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Lou. Super fun to be here. Yeah. It's interesting. Your bio is, uh, you went from having a lingerie business to being a business coach. So tell people about your story, your journey, and we'll get into it. I know. It's a little bit interesting, I guess. Uh, Well, growing up, we didn't have a ton of uh, financial resources. So anytime I wanted a piece of a cool outfit to wear. I kind of had to, I had to make it myself basically. So that's how I got into sewing. And then I thought, oh, maybe I'll have a business one day that's a clothing based business. So while I worked in corporate uh, in the evenings and on the weekends, I would sew. And so one day I decided to actually pursue that as a entrepreneurial venture. And I became a certified professional bra maker and had a tiny lingerie studio in my apartment. And I had clients who came to me for custom lingerie. And I realized after a while that that was not the thing that I really loved doing. And it was a little bit depressing because I had spent so much time, money and energy into starting this venture. And I realized when people would call me and ask me out for coffee that I would rather meet for coffee with people instead of working on this other so-called dream that I had been pursuing. And so that's when, when I really dug down deep and really paid attention to what do I love doing? What do I not love doing? what would I rather do all day, every day instead of what I'm currently doing? And that was meeting one-on-one with people and helping them move forward in their dreams. And so I became a coach and now I, that's what I do. I work with entrepreneurs who want to live out their dream of having their own business, but I help them do it in a way that works for them and not against them. And I help them do that by helping them understand this is what you're really good at. These are your strengths. Let's build a business around that. Yeah, it's quite interesting. And, um, you know, it's uh, once you realize you have different skill sets and you talk about all of us having major influences in our lives. And if we don't feel like we're as good as them at certain things, the next thought is sometimes I guess I'm not good versus I'm good at different things. So how do you get to the root of that with your clients? where someone came in thinking was deficit and now they see it as a asset. I would say every single client I work with that is kind of right away. I so I'm a, I'm a Clifton Strength Scallop certified coach, so if anyone's familiar with Strengths Finder 2.0 or the Clifton Strengths assessment, I am certified in that. So that's the number one tool I use when working with individuals and that right off that's the first session that we do. It's like a deep dive into their strengths. 
it is where so many people start to see, oh, I was told that having a lot of ideas, that ideas were worth a dime a dozen, or I've always been told I've been a Debbie Downer and that I only see problems, or I've been told I can never make decisions fast enough. And I'm like, <laughs> all of those things are when your strength is not being channeled well. So let's look at how, where, where do people need people with ideas? Where do people need strategic thinking? Where do people need people who are really good at handling others' emotions? And let's learn to channel that strength well. And so all of us have to come to that point. And then learning, to, I mean, my one of my strengths is maximizer, which is taking something good and making it better. And so I've been told in my life, well, you're such an Eeyore or nothing's ever good enough for you, or you're always complaining. And I'm like, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying things could be better, but it can come off like that when I can easily see, oh my gosh, this could be so much better if we just did this, this, and this, and someone else is totally fine with it. They're like, what are you talking about? So, so Anyway, learning to keep my mouth shut sometimes has been a huge lesson for me. Uh, yeah, it's good, and I can tell you know just by talking to you, you have um, you know you have this uh, very curious approach to helping people, mm. and um, and it's actually it's it's actually just finding the right fit, environment, skill set. So one thing is talking about is you, we know you talked about strengths base. One thing is I, I'm always looking for the edge, so a amplifying your abilities for financial gain in the entrepreneur's edge. I mean, once you understand this is what you're really good at, then you know, especially as entrepreneurs, it's like, okay, well, what clients are best for me versus maybe what clients are best for you? I, uh, when I first became a coach, I had just gone through a divorce and I, th and I mean, it was awful. The one of the worst experiences of my life. And I thought, oh my gosh, I could like coach women who have gone through a divorce, who are reeling from this to help them get really encouraged in knowing like you have a lot to bring to the table. Let's look at your strengths so that you can rebuild your life. And that's a demographic that at that stage in their grieving process and rebuilding themselves is not the stage of client that works for me. I need someone who is like, all right, like high achiever. They've had some success. They want to get better. They're just stuck a little bit. So once I understood what, how my strengths lend to working with certain personalities, well, then entrepreneurs for me is great because most entrepreneurs are like, this is what I want. I want to help people. Um, they've had some level of success, but again, they are a little bit stuck. They're a little bit unsure in certain things, but they're still go-getters. That's my ideal client. Whereas someone who maybe I had a client once who worked with people, uh, they were recovering from addictions. And so it's like, that is a completely different client base than the type of entrepreneur that I'm in. And she was perfectly suited for that. So I can make more money helping the right client versus helping the wrong client. Plus, I'll come off as like, oh my gosh, Dr. Lou, I can totally help you. Here's how. Like, uh, my energy is going to be better because I know, oh, you'd be the perfect client for me versus like, well, yeah, I guess I could totally help you. Um, yeah, you know, it's just you sound more sure of yourself, which is great. Yeah. And now we, uh, switch over to coaching and, um, you know, cl ideal client selection and, you know, what you look mm -hmm. for a client, how much to charge. W one thing is, um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, 
they've achieved a certain level of success, maybe even like professionally, uh, you know, executives, mm-hmm. doctor, lawyer, uh, but there's a spark that's gone. Mm. Is that a good, is that candidate for coaching with you also? Oh yeah. Again, because they've had a certain, they've reached a certain level of success, but a lot of times it's like, it's really easy to look over into the other lane and be like, oh, Dr. Lou's doing that. So maybe I should be doing that. Or, oh, that person is doing that. And so you kind of can start to create a life and a career based off of what others are doing and what others say maybe you should do versus knowing this is not what you should be doing. I've had tons of people say to me, you know, maybe instead of working one-on-one with individuals, what if you did uh, worked with corporations and their teams? And there are lots of people who work with corporations and their teams. And I could do that. But every time I'm like, I want to work with the individual. So even if Dr. Lou, let's say you had a company with 30 employees and you're like, hey, can you come coach us? I would be like, I need to work with, each individual on your team, and then we can come together as a team. And I just had to own my wheelhouse is one-on-one. So, okay, let's stick with the entrepreneur, the owner of the business and stick one-on-one. And if they want me to work with their team, like one to five individuals, I can do that. But otherwise I'm not doing large teamwork. And that's life-giving to me to own that and have that realization. Just because you think I could scale my business differently doesn't mean that my strengths lend to that particular idea. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one thing is uh, how you apply those skill sets and strengths in different environments. Talking about art of monetizing your unique entrepreneurial gifts and you talk about skillnomics. What is that? Skillonomics, did you say? Yeah. Skillonomics. Again, it's learning what are you really good at and what is the value in that? So I had a client, he is a marketer. He creates videos for cosmetic doctors in New York City. And so he had a really hard time being like, oh, I, I struggle with indecision. I am I can never make up my mind with something or maybe I should do this. Or this is a good idea. Maybe this is a better idea. <laughs> and when we met, I was like, this is your moneymaker right here because you go to each entrepreneur and you're like, okay, we can do this idea, this idea, this idea. And when he started to realize, oh, he's a strategic thinker and sometimes he's overthinking because he is a strategic thinker. So he was overthinking in the behind the scenes of his business. But when he started to see, this is how I help my clients, then like he started to write his proposals differently based on knowing, hey, Dr. Lou, we could do this for your business. We could do this for your business. We could do this for your business. And this will cost you X amount of dollars. And so he understood the value of that strategic thinking understand the value urging someone to be like, you are amazing in that. And here's how you could restructure your business because of what you are really good at. Okay. And then I already know I'm one good one-on-one. So I became a coach. So I amplified my one-on-one skills, which means I'm better at what I was already good at. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. The other question I have a lot for because coaches are um, so abundant these days because really coaching is, I mean, it's no different than like, it's like one-on-one. It's so, you know, it's like one client, you know, so talk about scalability and build like 
because you know you have to make a living right so you know charging of something of value and something that you would charge for and how much um there's always this dichotomy and in scalability as well again i think it comes down to what are you creating your business for why do you have your business for me, it was because I was working at a job that I strongly disliked and the company was extremely toxic. And I'm like, I'm contributing all these great ideas to this horrible company. Why can't I do that for myself? So, and I was, um, at the time I was married to someone who traveled a lot for work and I wanted to travel with them. So why not have an online business? I didn't know what it would look like at that time. But that's why I started a business so I could have control over my own life and make more money than what I was earning at the time. For me, if my goal is, let's say, just to earn a hundred thousand, great. I don't have to scale my business. Like I can create the type of business and then start to understand what value am I bringing? What do people say? I understand how people are describing how I'm transforming their lives and create a business around creating offers for that. So, I think it's one just, again, staying in your own lane. What are your goals for yourself? And how do you want to use your own skills and talents to reach those goals? Yeah. Yeah, it's so amazing. It's like once I realized this, uh, you know, you can work for yourself and you can control your time and your income and your hours. And, you know, you don't you don't have to, you know, punch in or yeah. um, like submit for time off and all of that. Yeah. I was like... And then plus there's no limit to what you can, you know, the more value you get the, the you know, that comes in the form of income and opportunity. The other thing is, uh, you know, we're coming to the end, but for listeners who can't make an investment in personal development, where do you recommend that they start, uh, the value of a coach, um, how they can contact you, follow you, check out your work and so on. I would say get out a piece of paper. The simplest, cheapest way is to pay attention. So get out a piece of paper and write down, what do I love? And start writing down. And that's literally my first sessions with clients. I'm like, all right, tell me about Dr. Lou. Tell me about some of the things that you absolutely love, 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 love doing. Okay. And then you tell me all of those things. And then I say, on the flip side, tell me about all of the things that you absolutely cannot stand doing. And then you tell me all of those things. And of course, we go really deep dive into your strengths and how those are tied back to what you love and what you don't love. But if you can't afford personal investment, it's kind of like me back when I had my lingerie business and my friend called and was like, Hey, do you want to go out for coffee? And I was supposed to stay inside and work on a project for someone who was paying me to complete a project. And I said, yes, I'll see you there in 10 minutes. And that was when I first started paying attention to would I rather stay inside and draft a pattern or would I rather go to a coffee shop and talk with a friend? I would rather talk to the friend. Okay, where else, what other things would I rather be doing? So paying attention and writing it down and yes. see where can you apply some of those things to your business, make those changes. It's paying attention and then trusting your gut a lot of the times. It's uh, intuition, uh, taking a leap of faith, betting on yourself. Yeah, it's... Uh... So, and how, how can people uh, contact you, check out your work, hmm. reach out to you, et cetera? Yeah, sure. So my website is Anna Y, that's A-N-N-A-Y-N-E-L-S-O-N.com. And if you're interested in working together, I have a coaching package where it's six sessions and we deep dive into your strengths. We figure out 
what can you keep, get rid of, we get you focused, get you aligned in doing what you love and doing what you're good at. And so that's all on my website and you can come find me. I'm not on it a ton, but I do go on it, but I am on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook at with the handle at Anna Y. Nelson. Excellent. And for all the listeners out there, Anna's resources will be in the links in the show notes. Be sure to check that out and um, all of our social media handles. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been really, really fun. Thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.